Hello and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. The Become Fire podcast is a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about the community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. On there, you can contact us. You can also give if you feel like you'd like to support the community. And there's also a store if you'd like any Friar gear. As promised in previous weeks, we are in week four of our Advent series. And finally, at long last, we have some new voices. I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people, for Detroit has come to Phoenix. Please welcome today, Father Athanasius Fornwalt and Brother Elijah Delello. Here, here. Hello. Good day. <laughs> so let the record show before we jump into anything that uh, Dan just did that totally on the fly, you know, so we, we're not faking this whole introduction thing. That was a real live introduction. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not holding a card under the table or anything. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, our Advent series has been uh, wonderful. We've, we've learned a lot. Um, we've laughed a lot. Um, and now, you know, as these are coming out on Mondays, this is coming out on uh, December the 21st. Christmas is this coming Friday. Christmas Eve is this Thursday. So we are um, uh, approaching some things. And there's just one more thing that we want to, um, to dive into. And so um, from uh, episode one, if you were listening, uh, we talked about favorite Advent and or Christmas hymns. Of course, one of those is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That now, I bet, exactly. I bet you you weren't expecting to get a live rendition of this, but uh, that's just your benefit for today. After that, we're going to do Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> that's right. You're welcome. <laughs> but no Mary Did You Know, because in fact, she knew. It's more like Joseph Did You Know. That's a different podcast. Didn't you know? <laughs> Don't you know? Don't did you know? know? <laughs> yins know? Did yins know yeah. that? <laughs> yins, hey, Mary and Joseph, yins know that Jesus there, he was going to come be God in that? <laughs> For all the yinsers out there, we say Merry Christmas. Hi, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel comes from something um, in Catholic tradition, liturgical tradition, called the O Antiphons. Now, the hymn O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is something that's cross-denominational. I mean, it's... It's in most Protestant hymnals. It's something that we share as um, the Catholic Church and other ecclesial communities. What a beautiful thing it is. But it comes from something called the O Antiphon. So um, before we crack that open, uh, Father Athanasius, let's go to you first. So first of all, what is an antiphon? Yeah, so um, the uh, antiphons are, you see them all the time. It's, they're, they're not just in the Catholic world, but they're particularly in the Catholic world. And it's, it's all through all of our prayer books. And uh, so if you pray the divine office or the liturgy of the hours, you know that there's a, an antiphon before all the psalms, and you, you say it after the psalms. Normally, the goal of, of the antiphon is to prepare you for what's coming or to highlight something in what you're about to read, um, and to try to highlight some theological or spiritual significance. And then along with the uh, psalms, uh, so a good example that everybody knows of an antiphon is a responsorial psalm at your normal uh, Novus Ordo English Mass, where, you know, they say, you know, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. And then, you know, the cantor lifts up her hand and everybody repeats that. That's an antiphon. And so antiphons can be used for congregational prayer, but they can also be used to highlight something that's theologically or spiritually significant in the texts. So we have them both in Mass, we have those in the Liturgy of the Hours. Uh, so uh, they're really great things. Um, some antiphons are super popular. We're probably going to actually talk about those antiphons that are most popular, those an oh antiphons. 
but there's also uh, some really cool Easter antiphons. Um, you, you might be familiar with uh, in the Eastern Church, uh, right around Easter, uh, uh, they will say, uh, "The Lord is risen, Alleluia! Indeed, He is risen, Alleluia! Or truly is risen." Uh, and the the Western version of that is. Uh, 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 the Lord is truly risen, Alleluia, and He has appeared to Simon, Alleluia. Uh, you know, it's a good little Roman flair on it, right? The papal primacy. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so that's another antiphon from a different season that's really, uh, really popular. Yeah. So, brother Elijah. So, obviously, as uh, somebody who's in formation, um, you know, you you do pray the office uh, daily. So, um, uh, can you talk a little bit about how? Um, so being able to especially to do that in a community, um, talk about how anaphons maybe have enriched your spiritual life, especially, I mean, gosh, every day. I mean, it's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, usually when we're praying in the office, I'll find myself going back to different parts of the Psalm while I'm praying the Psalm, which could be a little bit distracting, but, uh, uh, typically I'll do that too, because, you know, the antiphon in a sense kind of works as an inclusio before and after the psalm. It's 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 almost kind of uh like a like a border around the psalm that's kind of trying to draw your your heart and your prayer to to a specific idea that could be found within the song the psalm so that you can really meditate on it. Uh and so I'll often find myself as we're praying the psalm going back to that anaphon or going back to a certain part of the psalm that that anaphon is kind of hitting on, uh, and and it kind of helps to direct your prayer for that day, uh, and really kind of enter into uh, the psalm itself. Um, and then you know we we chant our psalms, so you know when when you kind of hear that that sung out loud, and and especially in the church in Detroit, it's kind of reverberating uh, within the walls of the church. Um, it really does kind of do something to 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 set your your spirit, your heart. Um, into what it is you're actually praying to kind of focus on it a little more. Yeah, I really like that uh, image of uh, it's like a border, you know. Uh, so whenever you think of a of a picture, you have a beautiful piece of art, but people don't always look at the the border or or um or the frame, you know. And but a lot of times with a, a picture that's a piece of art or or a painting that's a piece of art, then the frame itself a lot of times is like a piece of art also. And uh, and so that's what you have is that. Um, especially when it's around the Psalms. The Psalms are are the Christian's prayer book, right? Christ himself would have prayed the Psalms. Um, when you read the Psalms in a Christological way, um, you, you, you're taking the person of Christ praying to the Father and has all this, this increased meaning. So that's a work of art in and of itself. David, King David, who wrote most of the Psalms, he was a tremendous artist. But then the church then makes the frame. It, it creates the border um, and, and that... Um, you don't always notice the frame. Uh, sometimes you do. Sometimes you you look at it, you're like, wow, this is a really beautiful thing. But the idea of it is as a whole, it, it, it heightens the experience. It makes it more beautiful. And so I think that's exactly right. Yeah. And I think, you know, just even as you were talking, it's like the church kind of helps us a lot of times because we don't always see, you know, the Christological kind of, you know, implications of a psalm. But then the church kind of can pull that out for us and be like, look, this is what this is what's been fulfilled in Christ. This is what we're praying now in the psalm. This is what's being drawn out. And this is now as Christians, what we can see as being fulfilled in Christ. Certainly. So and now something that uh, so a lot of us mere mortals that uh, maybe will uh, pray the liturgy of the hours or the shorter Christian prayer and, and read it. Father Athanasius, hit us with a little bit of uh, kind of why it's important to maybe learn the psalm tones and kind of maybe let's let's 
tear down some sacred cows of that. It's hard to do that. It's actually not that hard to learn the psalm tones. Yeah, I mean, um, well, I think as Augustine says, you know, um, he does say singing is praying twice, but he also says like something like singing is for lovers, <laughs> um, and uh, which I, I love that. Where, um, where first of all, when we're happy, um, we sing a joyful song, and whenever we're sad, we sing a mournful song, and um, and that the uh, music has a way of 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 really um, of of moving our spirits, moving our souls, or Another way to say it is uh, music is an expression of our soul's movements. Um, and so with the church, the church gives us all kinds of musical expressions, particularly Gregorian chant. And uh, you know what? There's actually all kinds of resources. I don't know them off the top of my, my head, um, but I don't know if we do show notes yet, but we can, we can, uh, we can put, uh, put some resources out there uh, where people can learn how to, how to recite or to, or to chant the, the psalm tones. But I, I would just say um, one thing for me, I wanted to make it this personal, is um, I spent a lot of years just reciting um, because I didn't have a community that sang. Um, and whenever we began to sing these, like uh, what happens is the melody carries the meaning in your heart throughout the whole year. And so all of a sudden, like, I'll still be remembering Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, which is, that's from Easter once again. And that's a, a more modern English playing chant kind of a, uh, of a, of a, uh, of a melody. Um, but, but th- these things get stuck in, in your heart in a beautiful way. And so you can, so not only do you get a chance to express your love or, or to allow the, the, the tone that you're chanting or the mode that you're chanting um, affect you uh, and, and to form your your emotions, um, but then it, it sticks with you better. So there's a couple of reasons why chanting is essential. Yeah. So how have you found that, especially, you know, through, obviously through uh, novitiate and temporary profession? I mean, is, is that, can you kind of echo what Father says? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, especially, you know, we are a charismatic community um, and kind of really trying to figure out exactly what that means, you know, uh, but at the same time, finding out that what that means is not just, you know, something in a prayer group, but finding that charismatic element in liturgical prayer and in, in deeply, you know, rooted traditional Catholic prayer. Um, and to be able to chant a psalm back and forth and pray the scriptures over each other, which is, you know, which is really why we're, we're kind of facing each other. Um, it really does engage you in, in a different way than if you're just kind of reciting it, you know, um, you really are, you know, when you sing to the Lord, I mean, that's, that's such a perfect, you know, uh, quote from Augustine, you know, it, it really is like your heart just kind of opening up and, and kind of in a way, like almost being like with a little folly, just kind of giving yourself over to the Lord using the words that he's given us. It's almost like we're learning how to pray while at the same time kind of expressing our, our hearts, you know, longing and desire for the Lord. So, and we get to put that to, to chant and, and just listen to, to each other, sing it and kind of engage in it with, with ourselves. So uh, I definitely have found it very, very fruitful. Yeah. So, so I have to tell you though, right? We're Franciscan through and through, right? So uh, Thomas Aquinas, Dominican, he says that, you know, that, that knowledge precedes the will, right? You know, that the thought per, per, precedes uh, the action, right? Well, we're Franciscans. It's all will for us, right? Uh, so we don't think through this stuff very much, right? <laughs> uh, we 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 are uh, the 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 quick and dirty Fran- Franciscan liturgical singers, where we just try, we try and we fail. Um, I had to laugh. Um, I think I think it was last Saturday or last Sunday or something, and and we're in chapter, and um, 
We were all, I have no idea what happened, but we were all filled with joy. I don't know if probably Brother Lawrence was singing a song or dancing a dance. And, um, as one does, and, as one uh, does. And we're just, we were singing right over top of each other, just running right into adding words where words didn't belong, you know, cutting the melody short, adding the melody here. And, and, uh, you know, we kept ourselves composed like we need to, you know, the Roman rite is sober right and so we we did as much as we could we were soberly intoxicated uh, as ambrose says uh but you know when we learn these things to be honest we just find melodies online um we find melodies with other religious communities uh, we go pray with other people and then we try to record them as best as we can and we just play them and we sing them and we play them and we sing them until we get them and uh fortunately some of the guys now are learning musical notation and chant notation. But as far as how to learn it, just listen, YouTube, just jump, jump online and you'll find all kinds of things. Fantastic. I'm just going to give a quick aside for um, a, an app that has not uh, paid us to do any promotion. There is an app you can get on iOS. At least I know of iOS called Square Note. Yes. Which right. is fantastic. Um, and if you don't uh, necessarily read music, uh, it'll actually uh, kind of beep the notes back at you. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we need. We need beep, 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 just like Follow that. the bouncing ball, yeah. just Either like that in karaoke. Or, hey, you're off. Yeah, 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 stop it, stop it. <laughs> stop it, stop what? <laughs> Virtual choir master will berate you. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so fantastic. Now, uh, back to our um, sort of uh, staple subject for this episode. Okamakomi Manual comes from something called the O Antiphon. So we've kind of established our foundation of what antiphons are, how they're involved in the prayer life of a community. So Father Athanasius, why don't you just dive into the O Antiphons and their significance, especially because we're in Advent. So the O Antiphons are super cool because they're so old. Um, and um, they go back like, you know, 1500 years um, to, uh, you know, early medieval um, time. And, um, and of course, these, these are coming out of the monastic tradition. And some anonymous monk or anonymous monks had this, this brilliant idea of taking the names of Christ that are, are foretelling the future coming of Christ from the prophet Isaiah. And we're just going to stick these in, uh, into, um, into these antiphons, and we're going to use it to prepare for what? But for the, the incarnation, but then it's the nativity of the Son of God. And um, the, the cool thing is once you, if you take... So with all of these antiphons, before I get to the cool thing, with all these antiphons, they start with O, right? Which uh, it's O and then a title. And it's, so it's evocative. It's calling out. It's like, hey, yo, Jesus, we need you. Come, hurry, <laughs> right? This is the idea. Remember in Advent, we're saying often Maranatha, you know, the, the come, Lord, come, Lord. We, we come quickly, Lord. That's what we're looking for. And um, Advent teaches us that we should always be the people saying, come Lord. So it's a call out. You're, you are crying out and we're using these different titles. If you take the first letter of each title, uh, and you put them in a row and then you read them backwards, uh, then it, it says in Latin, arrow cross, which means tomorrow I come. So by the time you get to the end of these O antiphons, it's I'm here. I'm here. You've been calling out for me. You've been calling out for me. You've been, I'm here. And, uh, and so, um, that's kind of where these things have come from. And then of course they, um, they've been placed strategically in our liturgy. Um, most poignantly, they're the, uh, they're the antiphons that begin the Magnificat in Vespers 
translation. Uh, it's uh, the prayer text, the antiphon like we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, um, that comes right before Mary's canticle. Uh, that in in the in for monks and for for religious and priests, every evening we pray Mary's canticle. Uh, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Uh, and so, uh, before we we pray Mary's canticle of thanks, um, then we say the O antiphon in the evening. Uh, and so these begin on December 17th. So it's getting you ready. So Advent, you know, we have four, um, we have the four weeks, the four Sundays. Most people think like once it's the pink candle time, the rose candle time, um, like that's when you really need to start paying attention. Um, and that's true. But what the, the rose candle is pointing you towards these antiphons. And then these, these antiphons are actually things where you've been looking forward, you're looking forward, you're looking forward so much, but now you're just going to get, you're just going to sink down to these antiphons and call on, oh, come, come wisdom, oh, come Adonai. You're just going to start calling out, right? And then by the time you're done calling out, he'll, he'll answer you. And he's going to say, tomorrow I come on the, la- on the last evening uh, of, of Christmas Eve. So that's what's so exciting about the O antiphons. It's wonderful. So yeah, and and I know that um, they have uh, with sort of uh, I guess you'll call the new liturgical movement um, that has uh, really been a, a wonderful bridge between um, traditional and contemporary Catholicism. Um, you see a lot more um, emphasis on the O antiphons, specifically during you know what we'll call the the Joy Week or the Magnificat Week, uh, which is so. Uh, very important. Um, so uh, now, now traditionally, are, are these prayed um, in succession, or are they broken up over days? Is this like yeah, yeah, it's, it's one day at a time, one day at a time. So um, it starts on the seventeenth, uh, and you have wisdom o, o sapientiae on the eighteenth. Adonai, the nineteenth is um, so Adonai is Lord. Sorry, I should give. Okay, I can, and I need to be here. We are, and um, so the root of Jesse is the nineteenth. The twentieth is key of David. And uh, the 21st is O Dawn of the East, O Oriens. This is as a little aside, I can't help myself, but this is why we pray traditionally ad orientum, you know, which is to the East. You know, it's the Advent way to pray where you're looking in the direction of where Christ said in the scriptures that I will come, I will come from the East. And so um, we look to the Dawn of the East on December 21st. On the 22nd is the King of the Gentiles or King of all the nations. Uh, The 23rd then is uh, Emmanuel. And then, uh, you know, then of course the liturgical day we start, we anticipate it in the evening. So, so Christmas Eve is Christmas Eve. He's here. So, yeah. Well, and, and uh, of course, you know, as, uh, in Western hymnody, we, we usually put Emmanuel first, but that verse, but, but that should be last. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, it's a nice idea in the hymn, I think where, um, there um that's the most popular right um emmanuel is god with us and so you're using the god with us as the last one because it's 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 the it's a proclamation of faith in his coming that he has come but all these other things all these old testament prophecies and names are leading up to then him being being present so it's very fitting that it's used as the uh the refrain you could say um because uh because it is kind of the one that ties them all together. Yeah. So, uh, Brother Elijah, obviously, uh, y'all are a, a Franciscan community. Uh, we talked in our last episode about uh, the significance of Franciscanism in um, Western Christmas tradition. 
um, that maybe uh, a lot of our, uh, even our Protestant friends didn't know that um, we have uh, St. Francis of Assisi to thank for nativity scenes. Uh, Praise God. So obviously this is, you know, um, coming out in the week of Christmas. um, And, you know, you all obviously are preparing for the beauty of the incarnation. So talk a little bit about like, maybe give some, uh, a little talk about how you guys are preparing and then maybe give the audience a little bit of uh, sort of encouragement of, again, so we've been talking this whole time about how do we have an advent in this 2020? My goodness gracious. Um, so, so, so bring us to Christmas is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for us, we've, we've been, you know, there's, there's some practical things that we've been trying to do. Um, as in, in anything with, with the spiritual life, you know, we're, we're, we're both material and spiritual beings. So, uh, we do a little, you know, fasting and penance, uh, just to, you know, remind ourselves that, you know, even though we're putting up the Christmas lights and the Christmas trees, uh, that there is a sense where Advent is a penitential season, um, that we are supposed to be entering into almost a, a mournful longing, you know, for the coming of the King, for the coming of Jesus, who, you know, we, we so need, um, and sometimes that's hard because in a very real way, Jesus has already come. Um, but also the, you know, we enter in every year with the church, uh, back into the life of Christ. And so we, we enter into a place of, you know, that Jesus is coming again in, in, in the liturgical season, um, and really to prepare ourselves again for his second coming to remind, uh, to remind us that we need to be prepared when he comes again. Um, so we do some, we do some, some penance, we do some fasting, uh, but we also, we also, in the house of studies, at least have been doing a lot of school, um, which in and of itself is not so much helping with the Advent season, but it is certainly, you know, part of our vocation. You're um, anticipating the end. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there's a sense where all that school was something that we could offer up as well. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, the reason I'm saying that is that, you know, um, it's good to do the practical things like, like prayer and fasting, but, you know, offering up our life, we're always offering up our life for, for the different seasons, preparing our hearts. Um, and then, you know, the different liturgical prayers, which, it's it's so important as Catholics to enter into the to the tradition of the liturgy um, to really orient your heart uh, to the different you know to the different um, holidays and feasts that we celebrate as Catholics um, and just kind of also you know especially as Franciscans um, I personally have been trying to read a little bit more um, of some of the Franciscan tradition especially um, Angela of Folingio. Um, who, you know, there's a lot of Franciscans who, who were, who were said to have, uh, held the Christ child. Uh, and I think that this is, this is because St. Francis had such a devotion for, you know, both the incarnation and the crucified Lord. Um, but Angela Folingio, who also was one of these, these, uh, blessed Franciscans who was able to hold the Christ child, um, and kind of just, it, it, it kind of helps you enter into the Franciscan tradition and devotion to, the incarnate Christ and the humility of Jesus. Um, and this again, as a, you know, as a Franciscan brother, uh, to humble myself before the, the incomprehensible mystery of the incarnation, um, that it's not supposed to be something that I just understand. Like it's something that I really need to bow down to and say, wow, like, like the, the omnipotent, all powerful, almighty God became a baby and he came and, you know, to, to save us, to take on our, our sinful flesh. Um, and that this mystery is supposed to, 
in a sense, make me draw back in fear and trembling and just humble myself before that mystery. Um, and so as a Franciscan, I really kind of draw on those saints who have been blessed enough to kind of hold, you know, Jesus, to hold Jesus and to really almost have like a tangible, again, that tangible Franciscan ex experience of, of such a tremendous mystery. Um, so that's kind of, you know, both personally and what the community have been doing to prepare. Wonderful. So before we get to uh, our favorite segment, uh, shall we call it Final Jeopardy, uh, Father Athanasius, just any sort of uh, uh, final um, words on the, the teaching portion of the podcast that you'd like to add, especially as we're coming towards the beauty of the incarnation? Absolutely. I, I would really uh, encourage everybody um, to use from December 17th on as a special little advent within an advent. And I think the best way that you could do that, and I'll give two very practical things. The first one is uh, if you can't eliminate media, if you can't, then as much as you can really reduce it. So if you have a, uh, I know less people are commuting to work nowadays, but if you have a commute, you know, don't turn on the radio. Um, if you exercise normally with uh, podcasts on, uh, except this podcast, you can listen to this during those days. But, um, uh, but uh, the, um, uh, but I also know that in particular, this is coming on the 21st, right? And uh, and so to use these last couple days um, of just getting quiet, get quiet, take the, the rest of today, the 22nd, the 23rd, um, and even if you can, the morning of the 24th, to get a little bit more quiet, a lot and a lot less media, as much as you can, and especially if you have kids, like, they, they can do it. Like, like just wean them off, off their, their media a little bit. I know sometimes it's easier um, uh, with, with them on the, using all their devices, but now they have to do school with it and everything. It's, t it's really tough and, uh, and do some more things together. Um, and as a family, and then even to get some quiet. And then the other thing, and I, and I was really emphasizing this with my parish, uh, at St. Mary Redford in Detroit, we have to celebrate. We have to celebrate. I know that there are a lot of very confused secular voices in our lives that are saying that you shouldn't celebrate and that it's better to not celebrate. That's not true. And we have to recognize that we can't uh, put off our high holy days for the next year. It doesn't work like that. Um, the, fir the first commandments are to God. And human beings ha need these concrete material reminders that we we worship God and that, that Christ himself came to earth on Christmas. That's what we believe. So we have to celebrate that. I understand we might, some people really have to be safe and things like that, but we have to celebrate. So you have to, you, I don't care what you do, eggnog, um, claymations, um, you know, uh, cookies, um, meals on wheels, um, you know, whatever you have to do to show love, charity, goodwill, to pray a little bit more, um, to get together. If you can't do it physically, then you have to do it using media. And, um, uh, but it's essential. Christmas is a holy day. It's not the highest holy days Easter is, but we missed Easter. So many people missed Easter. We can't miss Christmas. And please, please, please go to mass. You have to go to mass one way or another. You have to find a way. Yeah. Amen. Such wonderful wisdom uh, and wonderful knowledge. Um, and, uh, you know, as we do at the end of the episodes, um, if you're the person that is fast forwarding to this part, we hope that you didn't because you got a, a whole bunch of uh, wonderful spirit and knowledge uh, poured into you over, you know, about the last 25 or so minutes. But as we come to our closing, it's our wild card question. And this week, concluding our Advent series, 
And we'll start with you, Brother Elijah. Give us your favorite Christmas memory of all time. My favorite Christmas memory of all time. The one coming to me right now, this is going to sound a little morbid, so please, people, just bear with me. Uh, it was, we, we would always have uh, a lot of the family over for Christmas. Um, some of my cousins were a little stranger than others. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I remember I was in by the tree with some of my other cousins. We were playing a game. Uh, I was probably like, you know, 10 or 11 years old. And all of a sudden, I just hear this, this, this blood-curdling scream and this crying, and one of my cousins runs out of one of the rooms with his shirt off, and his back was bleeding. And uh, so we're just kind of watching this, like, what the heck is going on? And he just comes in and he's like, Mike, he's like, he's like, cousin daddy bit me on the back. <laughs> and we were just all like, all right, I don't know what the heck is going on right now, but this is, this is crazy. Um, so that that is what comes to me right now. Uh, I, I apologize if I've... <laughs> Danny, 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 sorry, yeah, Danny. Yeah, sorry, man, sorry, dude. So sorry. So what sorry. you did, you little jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, we love you, Danny. We're praying for you yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> Father Athanasius, same question. Okay, I was also young, and um, I was just a boy, probably eight or nine, and I made out like a bandit. So many gifts this one year, and we would go around to a lot of places. It was at home, then it was uh, the night before. It was by, by my aunt Dar's. After we were with, with, with at my at my dad's side of the family, and then we went to my dad's side of the family again in the morning. Then we went out to my aunt Diane's. May she rest in peace. And um, I made out like a total bandit. And um, and uh, I got Nerf guns. I got um, if, if somebody got me like um, I think Boys to Men too. Pour the wine, dude. I don't even get me going, man. It'll go all day, right? And uh, and then uh, Nerf guns, uh, Boys to Men too. And, uh, and, uh, you know, years worth of underwear, but, but the moment, uh, the moment that really set it all off was apparently a tradition that I just, it was the first time as I have a memory of it, but it had been going on, uh, Amy Grant, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, a wonderful counselor. Oh, again, yeah. again, we got, uh. We got Isaiah here, right? You know, a little bit of O-Anaphons. Okay, my old, everybody in the family, like aunts, uncles, all the cousins, they get up and they start doing this little dance and everything. And it was the most incredible thing I've ever witnessed. I'm like, this is the corniest thing. I've, this is the most Pennsylvania thing that I've seen happen. <laughs> it's the most P Pennsylvania Christmas ever. But uh, I had great memories of dancing with my family and just enjoying the times. So the, the Christmas flash mob. It was, it was a lot like a flash mob before yeah. it was even cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, we thank you for joining us again. This has been the Become Fire podcast. This concludes our Advent series. We're so thankful that you've joined us and we'll, of course, be back every week. God willing and the creek don't rise. Again, our website is www.becomefire.faith. On there, you could contact us. You could give if you feel called so. And you could also pick up some wonderful Friar gear, especially helpful in this cold season. So as we conclude our episode, Father Athanasius, why don't you go ahead and give us a blessing? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Thanks be to God. <laughs>